obese. Although, in fact, if the president were morbidly obese, he would have to weigh over 350 pounds. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature. Changing the world one life at a time. I've had a lot of really great days back-to-back, which has been a huge blessing. Even my doctor told me, uh, because they asked me to bring everything in that I take on a daily basis, he was very encouraged by seeing what I was taking, and he, he said he didn't care how many I had. And he said it's food. And the form that it's in was something that he was very, because uh, he's an avid learner, and he's always researching, and uh, he's, he's always excited to see new things. And he told me, this would be good. This will help you immensely with the nutrition that you need. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Michael Flynn's attorney, Sidney Powell, is asking for an immediate removal of Judge Emmett Sullivan from the case against her client, saying that under the appellate precedent set by a case, Sullivan or his replacement must dismiss the prosecution as the Justice Department has requested. The law is clear. He doesn't have authority to grant it. He can't appoint a prosecutor himself. The case is over, and his bias is so egregious he should be removed from the case. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is calling on mail-in votings due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. We cannot have people going to places that are predictably dangerous to their health. Pelosi trying to get federal funding to help states establish mail-in voting for November's elections. This comes after the Wisconsin Election Commission announced on Tuesday that over 3,000 mail-in votes were not counted in the Wisconsin primary last month. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here's some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Planned Parenthood is coming under fire after they received $80 million in federal funds meant to support small businesses as they battle the economic fallout from the coronavirus. America's biggest abortion company is coming under fire for fraudulent actions and pro-life advocates are calling on the Trump administration to make the abortion giant repay the money. Planned Parenthood applied and received the money from the Paycheck Protection Program, although rules and regulations specifically say they are not eligible. Darlington Raceway is set to hold their second NASCAR event in four days as the NASCAR drivers will hit the track at 6 o'clock Eastern Time for the Toyota 500. Kurt Busch finished third in Sunday's race and tells Fox News it's just great to be out on the track. NASCAR has done a tremendous job working with everybody from the states to the local counties. And for the race to, to happen, you know, the biggest disappointment was, yes, the fans were not at the track. It was silent in many ways that I had never felt before pre-race, post-race. Uh, even during the race, you know, driving around at 200 miles an hour, there's those quick moments where you catch a glimpse and it's like, yes, there's there's the empty grandstands. But you could feel everybody with their spirit through the television cameras. And for us in NASCAR, 
we're trying to create that normalcy of that feel of people tuning into a live sport on Sunday, and I think we pulled it off really well. Yeah. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Zinworld Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules, which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223, visit online at zinworld.com, or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. Have you checked out the Facebook Live show every Friday at 5 p.m.? That's right, live at 5. It's similar to the radio shopping show. Live at 5? I'm getting to that, Brady. You can score huge discounts not found on the radio. Live at 5? It's totally interactive with games and prizes for the viewers. Live at 5? Yes, Brady, it's live at 5, and it's a unique and fun way to shop and save. We'd love for you to jump on over and watch us at KSHP Vegas on Facebook every Friday. Is it my turn yet? Yes, Brady, what time is it on? Live at 5! Six. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Yeah, 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 we underway. Rick Tittle with you. What is going on? Coast to coast talk. East coast, west coast. I remember when I was in Cleveland in the 80s. 1886 to be exact. And uh, they said, welcome to the north coast. I thought, is that what people say? I don't know. At least this one little ad did. Welcome to America's North Coast. That's kind of a youper thing. But anyway, Lake Erie, <clears throat> when I was there in the spring, yeah, yeah, the spring, the only person to go to Cleveland on spring break, not Daytona Beach, not South Padre Island. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 
johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Here we go, another edition of Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Getting ever closer, we hope. Uh, we've got NASCAR. We've had UFC. Got the Tiger Woods golf match. We just had the match this past weekend. Golf tournaments are coming. Plans are being thrown around. Uh, hopefully we get some definitive word here in the short term. Uh, but getting ever so excited for the return of sports. And we love to gather and commiserate each and every... Well, we, we tape it on Wednesday, but it's available to you throughout the course of the week. Sports Insider Radio, as we welcome the guys in. John and Mike from Baltimore. Hello, boys. Another week in the cookie jar. How are you guys doing? Well, we're here. We're, we're, we're getting closer and closer. So I believe that uh, American sports will start back up, even though... We've been seeing, just like I believe back in early March, where we saw that, you know, sports started popping, you know, each league day by day went out. It's going to be the same concept. Now Europe is ahead of us. They're coming back. There's been German soccer this past weekend with no fans. There's been international basketball. So I think they're using um, basically – the blueprint of how these international leagues are providing the safety for the players, and they're going to bring it over here. I just, I just, I didn't personally read it. I read the cliff notes of the proposal that the MLB had, and basically, and it was, it, it's crazy to think these things are going to be maybe for the next or for the foreseeable future that they're going to have to follow. But just, just some of the highlights. I think you'll enjoy this if you didn't know about it, Brian. They, the players cannot take an Uber to the stadium. They have to drive in their cars. They're not allowed to now, what sport, shower what, at the stadium. Yeah, no, no, this okay. is baseball. This, this is, is base- for baseball. Okay, fine, cool, keep going. They're not allowed to shower. They have to literally be dressed in their uniforms as they pull up to the stadium. You can't spit. You can't chew tobacco. You can't um, use Gatorade. You know, things like that where they're going to get – Tested temperature-wise twice a day, so they're they're using every precaution so it could be playable 
and we could actually have U.S. sports back. So, you know, I think once baseball has some parameters and they could actually get it going, you know, that will lead the way for football in the fall. Well, just the beginning. And that you think all the things that it's going to take to actually pull this off. Um, but if the NBA, the NHL comes back, yeah, I mean, these guys, uh, even the hockey teams, we were talking about this, they're going to have to dress in their hotel rooms and basically, you know, just go over to the arena and put skates on. That, that's how they're going to do this. No one's going to be showering in the same facility. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think that side of it will be taken care of. It's really primarily at this point with baseball, it's a money thing. A lot of these players don't want to take huge pay cuts. They're already discussing an 82-game season in which they're going to basically split the revenue 50-50 is what the owners are proposing and the players don't want to go for it. So, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know. Somebody said it the other day in one of the news outlets. It's like, I believe everyone because everybody's got a different opinion. You believe everyone, and I don't believe anyone. It's like you really don't know who to believe, who not to believe. Everybody's got a different perspective. Some of the players saying we're never going to have baseball this year, and then you have executives and managers and team officials saying we're definitely going to have baseball this year. So it's at the end of the day, just you really don't know. It's one of those like trickle down effects. As soon as in the next coming weeks, we're basically gonna, it, it might just happen day after day after day where baseball's back, NBA's back. Hockey's back. Like it's not going to be far apart from each other. So it's going to be very interesting to see. I mean, going into June. And you guys always give us the update. And, and again, it's different everywhere. And John, I was talking to you briefly this morning. You said Baltimore. It's uh, it's not been a home run of late, huh? No, we actually our cases keep going up in in Maryland. Um, but again, we're we're uh, you know we're testing a lot and we're near DC. So. You know, we we were averaging about a thousand cases a day yesterday. We had almost two thousand. We just crossed forty-two thousand cases. We just crossed two thousand confirmed deaths. We have two thousand and four confirmed deaths in Maryland. Um, and again, keep in mind, it's a small state. Unlike Nevada, unlike California, where I spent a quite a bit of time with my family and my business family, and in, in, oh, out there, you know, you drive an hour and you're two hours, five hours, ten hours, you're in the same state. Here, we're small, man. It takes us, you know the topography, it takes us, uh, we're in D.C. or Virginia in, in 30 minutes, we're in West Virginia in 40 minutes, we're in Pennsylvania in 15 minutes. So, you know, we're basically bordered by all these. So I, there's, because we're like right there, I don't know how much of it is because we have, we're accessible and we're crossing over into other states. What I will say is, um, regarding just gaming as a whole, as you guys know, I, I trade the markets. I'm If you're listening archived online, if you're listening live, I don't give any financial advice for the markets. I'm not a stockbroker. I'm not a stock trader. just want to cross my I's and dot my uh, uh, cross my T's and dot my I's. But here's interesting. All these gaming stocks, Brian, just like the cruise st- cruise ship stocks are exploding. They have been exploding the last 30 days. Just to give you an example, um, uh, a company we, you and I used to do business at is publicly traded. Their stock went from, was it $2 when the market crashed and the casinos closed? It's now at 12 
Um, so there's uh, there were other companies, big casino holding companies that went as low as three dollars, now as high as thirty. Uh, stocks like the Las Vegas Sands and the Wind, they're all pricing in the future. And they opened up casinos in Las in Louisiana this last week. And I don't, did you see the headlines on that, Brian? No, go ahead, get lay, lay it out. <laughs> People were standing in three to five hour lines to play slot machines. People were driving four to five hours. They interviewed a lady who was about my age, forty-seven. She was driving her eighty-seven-year-old mother. Um. Three hours from Texas to Louisiana, the, they interviewed the mother. The mother said, once I heard they were opening, I said to my daughter, let's go, honey. Like, people are dying to gamble. Now, obviously, you and I are not slot players, but it just shows you the psychology of how much pent-up demand there is that you're going to go from zero to hero. I was watching uh, some uh, somebody literally you're just, watching you the. Mean, you're just you're just working on, uh, uh, on all your comments. That that's strong. I'm, I'm telling you, like I watched on one of the news channels, a lady was standing in front of the uh, in front of Caesar's Palace uh, two days ago, showing how there was nothing there. And I I mean I think it's going to be like a light switch. I think that. The minute they give the all clear, whether it means you have to wait six feet. I mean, we all used to just, you know, walk into a casino and not think anything of it. I think you and I can agree as, unlike Mike, you know, I'm there every month. I think you and I can agree that those days are over of just getting out of the cabin, running into the casino, they're over. They're going to have to have, it's going to be more like an airport security situation where they're going to have to stage Stage the the and the traffic. Do you agree? I mean, do you see just? Oh, there'll be a lot of adjustments. Sure, there's no doubt. Yeah, I don't. I don't see just like drop me off here and I'm just going to run into the circular doors at Caesars. I just don't see that happening. But what is interesting is that the states that are opening up, i.e., Louisiana, which borders with Texas, they're exploding. Even if it's just simply slots, people just want to have action. So that is something to be said. Um, have you been – I was going to ask you, I know you're a horse racing player, but has, has the apps in Vegas, are you able to now play the horses, or are you still kind of locked out of it? Nope, still down. Yep, the, you know, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. But as of today, only a handful of apps in town are open, but they don't have the racing components. And have you still yet gone to the strip as just a drive-by to just see the scoot, the the something that you'll probably never see again once this opens? Or you still have avoided it at all costs? No, I, you know, I actually, I guess, you know, if you're looking for so, the the only uh, extravagant uh, trips I've made, uh, you know, I could just come to the radio station every day, and uh, one day about three weeks ago, took a long. A, you know, healthy ride to the other side of the valley to a, a, a for a Philly cheesesteak sub just for something to do. Uh, no, and there was no traffic on that. Nude. Well, they, and the crazy thing is where this this, this, this joint was is uh, it's on the other side of town, and it's it's actually it's right underneath the flight path for planes landing, and 
It wasn't. It was one of these things. Where it was we drove over. No, I know exactly where that is. Actually, yeah, well, we drove over. I met Kenny around there the last time I was there. Yeah, uh, we. Well, yeah. Well, I don't think it was that place, but it was in the same neck of the it's woods. It's near Scientific Gaming, I think. No, the place I went is further up. It was up on Pecos, okay. about five blocks up. But no, the same premise, though. No, I know the place you're talking. You stand there, and the plane goes right over your head. Right over your head, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, but this is a little bit to the side, a few blocks up. But uh, so my wife went in, and we didn't call ahead. She went in and ordered the subs, and then she came back out. But So, you know, it took a half an hour or whatever for the guy to make the subs, and we were just, you know, killing time. But literally, I'm standing there and going, oh, my God, like, there's a plane. Right. I mean, I was like, I was over there, and usually you'd see one every 30 seconds. I mean, one after the other. They're just stacked up. And we were there about a half an hour, and I bet you six planes landed. And, you know, four months ago, could have stood there for that same half hour, and you're literally talking maybe more than two, but call it two a minute. <laughs> you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, 100 flights, over 100 flights. Would normally, and I saw six in a half hour time. It's nuts. No, that's amazing. I was going to ask you: Do you do you notice the uh, the level of cordiality? What I mean by that is, people have to be patient. People are forced to stand in line. Yes, people can't rush. Yes, people are. I think uh, I think people are more prone to wave to each other. Hi, how are you? A little bit. Exactly. Uh, there's that, but the, but there's also the awkward interaction when you know. If you're in a grocery store and uh, you know someone's walking right at you, I mean, you know, so my you've got your evasive plan ready to go. Is exactly so. My uh, my business partner is 65 years old, and uh, he said he was in a Costco. And he said and he turned around and the person was wearing a mask, but they were literally six inches from him. And he said he just lost it, like back up. You know, like in a normal society, you would never be yelling at somebody to back up. But it's like people lose their reference of of uh, how far they should be from each other. And then you also have a, a scenario where, um, you know, people get tired. Uh, people get tired. I noticed it down here. I, we go to little, I'll go to Little Italy. They, I don't know how it's working out over there. All these high-end restaurants are trying to stay in business. They're doing curbside. They're running specials. They're running deals. So I was, you know, telling my business partner there's a high-end steakhouse. Well, you have it in Vegas, Ruth Chris. Um, on Mother's Day, I drove by and... I am not joking. There were probably 400 cars lined up onto the street as far as you could see because they were, you know, it was like a a meal for four for 50% off for Mother's Day. Where are all these people coming from? But it was amazing. I mean, people find a way to adjust, but there's something that you can't do, which is you can't adjust to the table gaming experience, pulling the slot machine, playing poker. I don't know if you saw the images from Hialeah, Florida. I sent them to Mike. I don't know if I sent them to you of the concept for playing poker. Did you see those? I've seen I've seen concepts here. Uh, Where yeah. they have the paneled glass around the, the table. Pan, paneled glass. Uh, I believe seat limits are four, possibly. So here's where our, so my partner, well, I'll let uh, Mike, d- my partner is a basically put himself through college playing poker. Um, what did he say, uh, Mike? He flipped out. He said, there was. why would anybody play in a four game? Yeah, I mean, there's the, the whole concept to the game. At a minimum, you want six. Obviously, in a tournament, you would want as much as ten to be at a full table. Obviously, eventually, they, they you know, you can play with four. 
at the end of the day, but it's it's not a fun game. So I'm, I'll be no. surprised if that's how they keep it or what they'll have to do. And I, I don't know if they're going to do this. They'll just make tables bigger, and then they'll make more slots. Because if this is going to be the new normal, they're just going to have to adjust. Otherwise, just people won't come there. I mean, the rake won't be big enough with four people sitting at a table. So if you do that 24 hours a day going forward for the next couple of years – I mean, there's going to be a lot of money lost. So I figured they're going to, they're already coming up with crazy, intuitive things how to be able to do social distancing. Like, Brian, I don't know if you, we saw this in Maryland really recently where they came out with basically bumper cars for people oh, that want to hang out in a bar. That was Maryland? I Did saw you see that. I saw that. It's, yeah, it's... that was Ocean City, Maryland. <sighs> yeah. So it's the, they have little, wheels little, on them. A little on the cumbersome side, didn't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's a little aggressive, but again, it's just everybody's trying to find a way where, one, they can make money, or two, they want to just be able to have the opportunity to be able to serve food and serve alcohol or whatever they're doing right now. They're basically doing curbside. So at the end of the day, it hasn't really, I mean, for you guys, it's been really hot, but it hasn't really been hot consistently here. Once it gets hot consistently and they're already on stage one and they start opening things up slowly, People are going to want to hang out. People are going to want to go out. They they did cancel all um, large events in Maryland until the end of August. So no July 4th. Uh, we have this huge event called Stars, uh, Artscape here where it's basically a huge art show with a concert, and it's it's a staple of downtown Baltimore every year. They cancel that. So mass gatherings, that's not going to happen. But People want to go to bars. People want to go to the beach, and they're just trying to figure out a way where it could be feasible. Because that we opened up the beaches about two weeks ago, Brian, um, in Maryland. The governor opened up the beaches, and people flocked there. And they recorded video of people waiting in like a hundred-person line for these special French fries from this place called Thrashers. Nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody's social distancing. There's thousands of people on the boardwalk. And it's like nobody cares because they're finally let out of the house. So I don't know what the precautions are going to be. I just want – we've waited this long, right? We've sat through it. We did our part. What's another month? What's another two months if we could prevent anything bigger from happening in the future? But, you know, I can't – look, I can't blame the people. People want to get out. People want to do stuff. And it's just very hard to keep people isolated for months on end past what we've already done so hopefully they figure out something in the median that you know, in the middle that could work uh for everybody and people could go on with their lives i mean that's the key to this i mean like a lot of people have said you know they rather um get they rather get their businesses back and their small businesses that they've been working on 20 30 years to get up to the level that it was prior to covid they don't care. They'll take their risk with Corona just to get start their businesses back. And I feel like a lot more people nowadays are in that predicament where they're just rolling the dice. They're still practicing social distancing. They're trying their best. And I think that's what we're going to see in the coming months. People are going to just go out, do their thing. But at the end of the day, they're still going to try to be as safe as possible, avoid mass gatherings. And slowly but surely, I think everything will – there's going to be a new normal, but, you know – the question is, when are sports going to start? Because this is a sports talk show. Yeah, that's right. Well, what's the what's the mood the mood of the public there? 
I'd say positive. I mean, I talked to my friends. I talked to a lot of people in the area. Everybody, I feel like, you know, did their part. And, you know, the, this state in particular, our governor was very, very strict from the beginning. We basically had a stay-at-home order, you know, by by the end of March. So we did our part. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't anything open. The streets were empty, you know, for months on end until basically two weeks ago when it started a little bit starting opening up where he basically said you could go outside for outdoor activities. You could play golf. Golf courses are now open. Tennis. Yeah. I, I, by the way, not to I was. Uh, I took a nice ride because, as you know, I'm a cyclist, and that's there's nobody with me. And I, we have some high-end golf courses here that the PGA frequents, and um, Caves Valley Golf Course. And I rode by. Man, it was packed, Brian. Packed yesterday. I mean, they all had their distance, but it was packed. So I mean. The tennis courts that I've, I think uh, Mike's played some tennis. I, they, the golf course has uh, tennis courts as well. They were packed. When I say packed, I don't mean close to each other, just people playing games. So, I mean, people are definitely hungry to get out. How's your golf courses? Are they open or closed right now? Yeah, golf courses have reopened. Uh, they, they were, uh, they were closed for a while. They're, they're back open. And, in, in it's just, it's jurisdiction jurisdiction to jurisdiction it's just the you know the things we're going through the different rules and obviously you know the situation is different i'd like to know how that golf handle's gone up <laughs> well uh you know uh i don't know if they bet this one this past one so well i think the tiger no i would... mean the, the the games of the people like you just playing <laughs> oh i've played three times i played once once here before they closed and then drove twice to prim uh, right. no, I'm just saying, people they, that normally bet when they when oh, they well, when they play golf, they have to be to get that extra action. They probably because they're not betting sports. No, no. Well, on our games, the 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 uh, stakes didn't go up, but I think the level of intensity did. Yeah, I could use a couple. Right. Of, I could use a couple of bucks. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> That's something I've actually never taken up. Maybe one day when we when we're allowed, you'll show me. Uh, it's the only game you can play when you get old, man, and compete. That's funny. You know? uh, Mike's played golf, right, Mike? Yeah, I'm not too good. That's all right. As long as the beer's cold, who cares? Well, yeah. I mean, look. Well, so listen, have you been doing yeah. anything with Korean baseball or I, I have, uh, South I, Korean baseball? I have not, but I know you guys are baseball guys, so tell give me well, the, I mean, so the lowdown here. It, I mean, look, man, I, I've hit some $300 dogs. It's the same thing. It's the same principle of value in dogs in baseball. Now, there are some teams, like, for instance, I can't even pronounce the team right, SK Weaverns. They're 2-11. Two, uh, two and 11. They're on a four-game losing streak. What I've noticed is that you have these teams that, like, were, were hot, and then they, they, they're they streaking, just like they do in baseball. Samsung Lions on a four-game losing streak. Uh, the Dinos on a four-game winning streak, where I even have clients texting me out of the blue going, are we going to make a play on the Dinos tonight? That's when you know you can start fading them. Um, but what's, so, what's, well, no, but what's scary, though, is to just rattle it off like you know, like you're talking, yeah, are we playing the Broncos so tonight? It's, it, <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah. We have eight we have eight former Baltimore Oriole triple A players that play in the Korean League. So in Maryland, amongst the betters that I know, there is a, a quite an interest in it because 
we have, I think, like the, high, the Baltimore Orioles might have the highest concentration of American players that came through here that people were following, thinking they were going to actually make it to the Orioles. And we are in a baseball town. So, you know, I bumped into a guy yesterday at the local grocery store at my distance, but he was, like, telling me, you know there's this pitcher who used to play for the Orioles. He's pitching at 530 in the morning. I've been riding him. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, um Team, teams like KT Wiz Suwan. They're on a five game winning streak. So here's to, just to give you an example. This team is six and seven on the season. Six wins, seven losses. You follow me, Brian? So now they make them this huge dog because they come out of the gate, they can't win a game. So you know, all these people were chasing the, against them. They wheel off five games as a dog. Now they're six and seven, but they're doing it in a streak manner. I think that's what confuses people about baseball and why I love it so much, because it really is a sport of streaks, whether it's uh, MLB or now whether it's uh, South Korean baseball, KBO. So it it is interesting when you can look and follow these tracks. What you do see is there is a momentum play uh, in any country where they play baseball because you're still playing every day, and the fact that you're playing every day means that you're going to just get teams on a hot hot hitting hand or you know or they can't hit the ball if they try. So I've seen the same scenario where if you're playing chalk and you're only playing chalk in baseball, you can't win. For anybody listening out there, I'm passionate about this. I've only been talking about it for decades. When MLB starts, if you don't want to purchase a service, if you don't want to purchase information, if you don't want to make as much money as you possibly can with us, Just play dogs. Just play totals. Never lay more than 120. And, you know, again, I've bared out the numbers, Brian, every year. Every year it's the same. And now I'm seeing it in these international baseball games. By the way, I can't wait. I mean, that's among the the little things we've been missing is your homework assignment and your numbers. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm trying to give you some Korean numbers now, but you know, it is interesting. Like I said, with the UFC. By the way, um, I'm not. I didn't watch the fights, and I didn't talk to Mike about it. What was the Twitter hysteria about? Some guy should have. Basically, did you watch these fights, or were you involved in discussions with I, these fights? I watched and some of basically it. Basically, the the referee basically was watching a different fight, and people were getting robbed betting. I I didn't. Well, I, I didn't. You know, I was. I watched some of the fights. I guess it was. Was it Friday night? Uh, thought the one guy was down, and, and you know, it looked like he was going to stop the fight, and he didn't. And then the other guy got up and won. So, I mean, you know, I'm wow. Pretty- yeah, I think they're talking about. Um, it was last Saturday. It was the pay per view. Is the Cejudo fight? It was the co-main event. Right. The guy that retired afterwards, and basically they were saying that you know he did not fit. A lot of these guys see the problem is with these referees is. It's such a hard thing to judge when somebody's just getting pummeled in their face. Some guys just know how to take punishment right. better. I mean, when, so they're, they just, when they're really in trouble. Right. And sometimes this has happened over the years in UFC, and it's happened in boxing as well, where the referee stops it too early. But then there's been times when the referee doesn't stop it too early, and the guy gets really critically hurt, and then they blame the referee. So it's like, I get it on both sides. Um, in that particular event, the guy that lost came out and said that the referee smelled like alcohol the entire time and cigarettes, and I don't know if there's any truth to that, but, at, you know, at the end of the day, 
It's happened in UFC before. We're just on it right now because, one, it's the only live event that we've had in two months. And it's everybody's talking about it because it's really the only thing that's, you, you know, U.S.-wise that's going. So, you know, it happens. But at the end of the day, it was a great week of UFC where they had two fight nights that were free and one that was a pay-per-view event. I think it went, out, it went off without a hitch. There's only one guy that tested positive that they had to cancel his fight. So this is going to happen. Even in MLB, even in football, there's going to be guys that are going to come into the stadium and they're going to test positive literally day of the game, and it's going to literally throw a wrench into a lot of situations, betting situations, fantasy situations, DraftKings situations, where guys are going to get basically scratched Sunday morning for football particularly, where, you know, they were healthy, not injured, and that's going to definitely be an issue that we're going to have to face and adjust to, just like we've done with everything else. Oh, Mike, uh, let me ask you, uh, the uh, the soccer, though, what what, did, what have you noticed about that? I mean, I know you're, you're passionate about it, the soccer without fans. Uh, it was just other than we could hear what was going on, no, no great deal? Well, so it's actually it's actually not that new for soccer. Soccer's had a lot of um, in the past couple of years. You see it more and more internationally, not here, but there was racial slurs in an Italian league uh, last year. So teams fans were banned from the games for four games from that particular stadium. So they played with no fans. Obviously, it's not talked about. It wasn't a big deal. They just went on with the game, and it didn't matter. So. You know, this has happened before where, you know, teams, especially in soccer, play without fans. You know, on a scale for the bigger tournaments, I think it matters more. Individual leagues, I don't particularly think it's going to matter as much. They're going to play. People are so happy that these people are playing and that they could actually root for their teams. But when it comes down to, you know, the World Cup, international tournaments, stuff like that where it's, it's gonna, it brings in – a huge revenue from the fan side, that's going to obviously be an issue if they don't get this thing in check over the next, you know, 12 months. But, you know, I just can't, going back to football, I just cannot see a Super Bowl played in an empty stadium. Well, it doesn't matter what you cannot. It's what I'm just saying. I mean, it's like I mean, at home games, it's fun. but just like the whole week leading up to the Super Bowl, there's going to be nobody there. Nobody's Let, flying in. Divert. Nobody's going. Right. So let me ask you, Brian, what is the scuttle but with the stadium, the, the, the Raiders? I mean, they, they just invested so Can you imagine you're part of that? You invest. I mean, obviously these people have more money and it doesn't matter. But can you imagine you, you, you built this high end? I've watched this thing go up in stages as I'm flying in every month. And you finally get to the point where the ch- it's done, basically, and now you have no chance of having anybody in it. Has there been any well, talk about that? Oh well, yeah, sure. But I, I had I, friends I, fighting trying to get tickets. Well, no, here, you know, here, here's going to be the thing that when they come back, say no fans, then they come back, say okay, now we're going to let fans back in, and we're going to implement social distancing, and what is it? You know, every. Two seats, every three seats, or you're, you know, you're, you're no one sitting next to one. So all of a sudden, if seventy thousand people are supposed to be at a game, and you're saying, well, okay, we're opening up the fans, but only a third of the people are going to get in. I mean, how about the reactions of, oh, well, how oh, did I, am I in or am I out? And 
you know, that reaction of who gets in and who gets left out, uh, uh, boy, you're talking about opening a kettle of fish. I mean, I see in some of the leagues, I think it was in uh, Taiwan, fans are back. It's like they allow 6,000 or 7,000 fans in a in a 25,000 uh, stadium. So, I mean, you and it's there's some shots if you look on Twitter or you Google it. It's pretty wild. I mean, like basically every family has a road of themselves. But they're going. They want to watch baseball live, and they're going. So, you know, I mean, to me – I've gone to several concerts at T1 Arena with Mike. I mean, I can't all basically all the concerts I've gone to probably in the last I don't know, 10 years have been in Vegas cuz hey, if you're in Vegas every month, why not? And I've gone to all the headliners at Caesars in that little auditorium. And you see, you know, just you see Rod Stewart and you see uh, Celine Dion. I can't imagine those places as small as they already are. House of Blues how are you gonna? How are you gonna? How's it not gonna look like you're there by yourself if they limit the amount of people? That well, I mean, in? well, well, not only that, but I mean, I mean, just that experience of it being on the strip, where, you know, the, every third casino is open. I mean, there's gonna be vast portions of the strip in the short term that are gonna be dark. It's it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be some. Is there a timeline? Are they talking about when they're going to actually open up? So, uh, I think some places are hopeful June 1, but that's, you know, maybe a bit of a – I know Memorial Day was kind of a target, but maybe June 1's in play for some places. So let me ask you, this is fun for the listeners that are listening, whether this is archive. You're originally from Buffalo, and so you grew up in Pencil- an area. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. But you're, you, you're, you grew up <laughs> Both. like us. Both. Yeah. Beside horse racing, there was no casinos per se. There was no gambling. Pocono right? Downs. So, Pocono Downs right. was there. Right. So let me ask you: living now in Vegas, which is kind of like the equalizer, where it's like every other state where there's no gaming. What's the feel in the air like? Like for the person out there listening, like because you just took it for granted. Like, yeah, I'm in Vegas. I want to. Oh, I've got this game. I want to bet. I'm just going to hop down and bet. This is even before the apps. Like the culture itself. And obviously, people in New Jersey were char- starting to feel some of that. But, like, what's it feel like to it – basically, it's like being in Pennsylvania now or being in New York now with the absence of even table games. Oh, yeah, no, I, there's no doubt. I mean, it, and that's the crazy thing. I mean, that's that's one of the beauties of having lived here. And I know sports is opening up, sports betting uh, all around the country. But that was one of the true joys of, of living here, the sun, the weather, the – the the whole the the whole ambiance of being here, but I mean clearly one of the best things was, hey, I got a better ball game today, and you're not batting an eye about it. Right, and I mean even me personally, I'm not a big table gambler, gambler but I like I love to play, but I do love to play baccarat, and uh, you know it's like. I would be, you know, sometimes I would just leave a meeting and go, you know, I'm going to go play, I'm going to kill an hour. I'm going to go run, run into a casino and play. Don't you have to be and, really uh, smart to play Baccarat? No, I think that's why I like it. You don't have to be smart. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the reverse. It's like the easiest way to, 
it's like it's like basically betting uh, green, I mean, uh, red or uh, black with no green on the roulette wheel. So you, it's binary. You you win or you lose every hand. And uh, if you're like me, there's just for people out there listening. There's regular Bach sit at the table, and then there's mini back Bach, which is basically the crack version as fast as you can, as many hands as you can, as quick as you can. Because for me, if I'm going to win, I want to win quick. If I'm going to lose, I want to lose quick. Which is kind of where I, I'm starting to like fall in love with watching the horses because I get it now. Turn the page. It's not there's only another, there's another race in three minutes. <laughs> it's another. It's like a constant hit. Like whoop. Okay, win or lose. And when you think about it, and, and I'm, look, I love sports betting. It's my career for you know my entire life, literally. But when you think about it, even though you like to apply the eye test to these games, if you really sit back now with no sports for months, from a sports betting point of view, unless you're betting the first half and you're planning on betting the second half, does someone really need to watch the entire game? Even if you want to apply the eye test. Now, obviously, I'm extreme. I watch none. Mike's extreme. He watches every play. But, I mean, really, after witnessing the type of action and horse racing and the speed of it, I mean, kind of like to sit there, unless it's like you're a fan and it's pure, like for my son, for instance, watching a Ravens game. Do you really need to sit there and watch it? You can watch, well, like, I, middle I, of the third quarter you start watching and then... I, w- I would say this. And and I, I got a funny feeling. Uh, Mike will agree with me. I think if you, it, it's more important now than it ever was. We just had the NASCAR race on Sunday. These guys hadn't been in a car for a long time. Who ran well? Who started slow? Who started to find a groove? Who started to get better? And I think there were opportunities. You watch the race Sunday. You can the race is scheduled for tonight. As of now, I believe it's still on, but I, I think the rain's going to be a problem. It'll probably go tomorrow. But things you learned Sunday, you could apply tonight. Now, when we get back to NBA, NHL, uh, return to play, you know, long layoff. You're, you're literally, you know, you can say, oh, these guys were, you know, number, they were the best team in the league, or this team was, you know, mid-pack and nothing special. Uh, it's a whole whole new deal here, man. I mean, they're coming off a long layoff, so you're going to see who's hand who's who shaked off the rust quicker. And then I th- I think honestly, I think there's going to be a serious level of watching these guys, Mike. How motivated are they? There'll be guys that are out there. Okay, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of a quirky deal. No fans. Some guys out there say this is, you know, you're going to just you'll see their body language that I I think the eyeball test is when these two when these two leagues come back, NBA and NHL, I I think the eyeball test is way more important than it's ever been. Do you think think the NHL, real quick to interject because you're a hockey guy, do you think there's a bigger issue for the NHL because it's kind of like football, it's contact, contact, you know, smashing each other, spitting each other's faces, ripping their helmets off? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, you'll, I think you'll see, uh, you know, that degree of intensity, and I think the other thing is, and maybe by extension, Mike, again, I think maybe, maybe would agree with this, that You'll be watching these guys when they're playing, and if you are someone that watches really closely and watches the games, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to be watching a guy pick a guy. Okay, Ovechkin, for example. I'm not worried about him. He'll show up. He'd show up in a, in a floor hockey game. But, but you know what I mean? You, you focus on the game. I know the way that guy plays. 
he he ain't playing anywhere near the way he normally plays. You're, you're, you'll, you'll be able to see a difference if you're one of those people that employed the eyeball test. Yeah, I mean, all of these factors are definitely going to be relevant going forward. I don't believe the the players need any extra motivation because it's not at the end of the day both these both these leagues are going into the playoffs. The players, this is the the dream for them to win a title no matter if they have fans there or not. And it's it's going to matter. I mean, everyone they're professional athletes and it's not like college kids that are transplanted where they're basically saying, you know, in California where they're going to have a lot of virtual classes in the fall, so all these California schools like USC and Oregon up north are canceling their out-of-conference games with the teams like LSU and Ohio State and Alabama. So those kids, I feel like, will have less motivation because this is new to them, they're young. These guys are getting paid, and they're about to hit the playoffs. It's already, you know, three-fourths of the season has been completed, so... They're just going to have to ride it out. I think they're going to have a lot of motivation just to get back on track because as right now, a lot of teams are already starting practice. They're getting back in the swing of things. They're getting back into game shape. More importantly, what I'm going to be looking for is how conditioned certain players are. A lot of guys either took this time to train in their own homes, but some of these players live in condos where they don't have the facility to go outside and train and have a full gym. So those guys probably didn't train in the last two months, and they're not in game shape. And it might take them, you know, two, three weeks to be in real good game shape. So it's going to be very interesting to see even the best of the best that come back that are just simply not in game shape. Because we've seen a lot of these guys come off injury, and they come back, and they're just not the same for a while because they're just not conditioned. So that's going to be a big factor with NHL, with with NBA, how they're going to come back. Baseball, I don't think it matters as much. In football, they're going to figure out a way to have a training camp. So in NBA and NHL, that's going to play a huge factor going into the rest of the season if they decide to have it of how these teams finish and how they're going to ride into the playoffs. And, hey, listen, we're honestly, the clock's ticking pretty fast here. Well, right, right now they're doing all the, the NFL teams, they're all doing the, the virtual meetings and things of that nature. You know, what are, what are training camps even going to look like? No clue. I mean, it's at this point, what they did say they're going to open up the facilities by mid-May for a lot of teams. So uh, I do believe, I don't know if particularly we're going to even have a preseason. I do believe they're going to have training camp Again, they're going to lock it down. They're going to make the players stay there. And if they continuously check people's temperature and they continuously check them religiously and they don't let them leave, which I think for training camp is much easier because they stay there anyway. But in this case, they'll literally not be allowed to leave the facility and they can monitor it. And I, I do believe if they do it the right way, which I, I think at this point we have the measures we need to have the testing done properly. Because, look, it works overseas. I think only one um, – well, no, they said six players tested positive for um, COVID in the Premier League when they just came back. So it's going to happen. I mean, we're going to see it in here. We're going to see it from other players. And, and they're just going to have to quarantine and, and get shut down for the time being. And that's what's going to happen in all, basically all the sports. But as long as they play and they do the testing correctly – 
and get on with their lives. I think that's the best thing mentally for society in the U.S., to get real sports back, to have nightly, you know, wagering opportunities, which we all love to do. And it's just, I think the sense of normalcy will slowly come back. Let me ask you real quick, Brian. Um, are you a head-to-head matchup better? So, for instance, let's for, since we're the show's coming to an end soon tonight, you have head-to-head matchups. So, you know, obviously, I'm a square. You know me; I would take Bush, um, but against everybody. But like, have you been making money? Did you make money last week with the with the head-to-head matchups? Are there any free head-to-head at matchups that we should look at tonight for the listening viewers uh, if they happen to be listening live? Last week, I identified. I thought Kurt Bush. I thought he'd run well. He ran extremely well. I thought Matt Kenseth. Uh, I took a flyer with him. We got a top ten finish. Hadn't been in a car for two years. That was interesting. Uh, what I saw. What I saw on Sunday. Um, Kevin Harvick can come right back and be dominant again. He's using the same car. He was dominant, although that was so a he's game. minus one fifty against Alec Bohm on a Bowman oh. on a head-to-head matchup. Uh, it would be Harvick for sure. Bowman ran well. Now the one thing that's different though, this was a day race on Sunday, and if it's uh, today uh, or they postpone it till tomorrow, it'll be a night race, and the car could be set up completely different. But the guy. Uh, I thought that really started to get his act together as the race went on, and I'm all about tonight is Chase Elliott. What's his last name? You see how much I know. Chase Elliott. He's probably, I think he's about 8-1 to to win. So you can bet him plus one twenty to finish in the top five, which is a nice little price. Yes, that's, that's a good one. Um, it is a car race. You know, wheels fall off and guys crash into you and things like that. But, but <laughs> oh, no, 100%. But, but, like, no, I, no, but know, I mean, I, 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 no, that, I, I think that's a great bet. I, I, think he's got, I, think he's, I think he's a major player tonight to win. So top five plus money, sure. So let's see here. I'm, I'm looking on the, uh, the race winner here. So you have uh, – I'm looking to see the favorite. See, everything's against the field the way they set it up. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, Kyle Busch is plus four ten against the field. I mean, well, he's four ten, the, four ten to he's four to one to win a race. <laughs> no. I mean, I look at some of these prices. How much does the big uh, dog money come in in these races? Not much, usually. Well, honestly, and that that would be you the never get things. that upset where the guy comes out of nowhere and just. Psh, psh, Rick, when you get restrictor plate racing, when you get the big accident and 15, 20 cars get taken out, Talladega is always when that. Yeah, you you can swing for the fences in 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 races where a you know the big accident uh, can happen and right like a third of the field. R. Gets Newman out. is plus forty five hundred dollars to win the race. No, no. So, no, right. Well, Ryan Newman came back from the bad accident. D. Bendetto is plus six thousand. I was just wondering if there's any like flyer uh, lottery he, tickets. Now, now he's got he's a guy with upside. That that's actually a, a pretty interesting number. Um, Almarola is plus six thousand. Yeah, I don't, um, I'm not liking that. I don't like the way he's going. Reddick is plus three thousand. Now that's something. He's a rookie who ran really well. He, I believe, he was a top five this past weekend. Yeah, I was going to ask Mike all this info, but I figured you know a little more than him. Mike wouldn't know a 
NASCAR race if it was riding by him. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's funny. I mean, I think horse racing, maybe NASCAR, uh, with when you've got the spotlight and people are just clamoring to see something. Um, I think all these sports, I, I wouldn't say people are going to go bananas, but I think some of these people are going to pay attention a little bit and be uh, a tad more educated on, you know, what they saw. And, I mean, I have to be maybe honest. Would, I would have maybe never would better race down the road. I would have. I was never involved till now. But I literally had clients texting me this morning, going, "Anything in the NASCAR?" I'm like, "What?" So, you know, people are uh, people again. The app, I, the appetite is there. We always knew it was there. Now we really know it's there. Um, and you know, for 30 years it's been there. But it's interesting because part of the whole concept of being not socially restricted. I think that if it's a choice of a a gambler to gamble in an, in a less full casino versus not gambling at all they're going to take being in a less full casino i don't think you know, just from what i've seen in louisiana people even if it means being in a slot machine and two slot machines down are empty and then the one the fourth one is full you know people are going to do it cuz they want to do it you know it'll be interesting all these little Restaurants in Vegas that have the video poker built into the bars, how they're going to be able to correlate, how they're going to, you know, they're going to have to, you sit here and then you sit here and then somebody sits, you know what I mean? Well, that's the next wave of things. Right now they're open in the restaurant areas. The bars, per se, you can't sit at the bar. Uh, But that'll be the next thing. I think they'll come back, okay, you can sit at a bar, but then they'll probably be spacing. Uh, And and then, you know, hopefully we get back to the the whole enchilada here. Yeah, like how's the weather out there? It's uh, oddly enough we hadn't been in our office for about two weeks, and it goes from forty degrees to eighty degrees, and I'm sweating right now because I haven't had time to. I hadn't turned the air conditioning on yet, <laughs> so uh, it were it's like a sauna over here in Baltimore. How's it in Vegas? Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, a uh, little little chillier yesterday. It was windy. Wind blew through, but no, it's going to be the uh, wunderbar. It's now are your uh, are your grandkids getting used to the hose? Oh. Are we doing slip and slides or? Well, the pools the pools in play now. The, the the water's warm enough. It was it was a polar bear plunge. The pools in play. The pools in play. So yeah, that, okay. So and then you don't really have it. I guess everybody has. Most people that have homes have pools because of the heat. So it's not like here where you have to go to like a communal pool, which is going to be a whole other issue here for places trying to open up. Yeah. Well, just if you you were asking. Uh, it, it, it was cool the last two days. Uh, the high today is 80. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, 88. Friday, 93. Saturday, 87. 92 Sunday. 97 Monday. 102 Tuesday. 105. Oh my God. 105 so, next Wednesday. So let me ask you, with your golf, before oh. you had to make a reservation, now you have to really make a reservation yes. in advance because there's so... Right. Yeah, no. The, so if you get lucky and you there. can only get the tee time when it's 103, you just have to suck it up and play in the 103? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'll do it. I mean, uh, hydrate. you got to drink a lot of water, man. <laughs> but listen. I was thinking. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was thinking about flying out there just to see what it's like without, it, just to see the apocalyptic view of. Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, Well, no, no, just going down the strip and there's nothing to do. Well, no, that it's it's bizarre. I mean, there's a lot. Like every facet of what we're doing is different, but slowly but surely, you're seeing more cars on the road. Uh, you know, it's 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 coming around. Look, look, I don't know, man. One, one, All right, well, like I'm I said, I'm going to bet some. 
I'm going to bet every plus 6,000 tonight for 20 yeah, bucks. Yeah, no, or just bet Chase Elliott and be done with it. Just. <laughs> Uh, you heard he, it, guys. He didn't Chase listen to a damn word I said, online. Mikey. Just like another Wednesday, he didn't listen to a damn word I said. <laughs> nope. At least he's consistent. Uh, yes, he is. That's why we love him. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, listen, uh, we we missed last week. Good to get back on the beam. We did this week. I uh, hope your families are doing well. We invite people to check it out. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Come on out. Come on out, John. You'll be able to find a Let me ask, Are the hotels actually taking people? They are taking some of the – you have to look around. Some of the uh, are taking reservations in the not-too-distant future. And I think they're going to separate it by floors. Uh, so got yeah, it. look into it. Hey, we'll do it again next week, guys. Have a great week. All right. You got it. Bye-bye. All right. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Ralph Sirocco hosts Race Day Las Vegas mornings at 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. Radio News with Tim Berg. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is demanding that Planned Parenthood return $80 million they took from the Paycheck Protection Program meant to help small businesses. And we learned yesterday that the nation's largest abortion provider, Planned Parenthood, abused this emergency process and grabbed tens of millions of dollars of taxpayer money for which they were completely completely ineligible. The Paycheck Protection Program specifically prohibits large affiliated organizations with more than 500 employees. Planned Parenthood is said to have over 600 employees. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, food prices in the month of April rose the most percentage point since 1974. 